Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast Star Wars episode. And before we jump into this episode with Han Solo and Chewbacca, I just want to let you know by the end of this little review, me and Matt start talking about the idea that we thought that this book was a miniseries. We thought it was actually a five-issue miniseries. And then afterwards, it just wasn't sticking right in my head. And I did end up looking it up and seeing that it was an ongoing, at least for now. So he apologize. I apologize for both me and Matt that by the end, I'll even say that you can up my score a couple points because I ended up saying that some of the things have been left behind. And I kind of wanted to get back to things. How are things going to be wrapped up? So by the end, add like a point three to my score as an apology to everybody involved. But before we get into that and you hear what I'm talking about, go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. You follow us, we'll follow you back. Also, check out our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. And then you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can get a bunch of shows a bunch of other podcasts all comic book related i say all they're related comic book deal but we also have movie podcasts we have cartoon podcasts we have a lot of different things going on including a lot of reading clubs one of the big ones that i want to point out for the marvel side of things is that i'm doing the ultimate marvel universe reading club as i go through all of that a big endeavor but we're already kicking it in and we're already up to the Ultimate Daredevil and Electra book by Greg Rucka. Pretty good deal. But also one of the things that we have over on our Patreon, and amongst that plethora of podcasts, we end up having our weekly spotlight. Two books each week are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh-uh. And that is the two upper levels of the Patreon. They get a poll that they get to pick the two books that they would like us to feature if we're a Patreon-only episode that we end up doing each Thursday night. And that this week was Carnage number four and Ghost Rider number four. So a spooky, one of the spookiest Patreon spotlights ever. But if you want to listen to the complete package, all that, you go over to the Patreon is for a little as a dollar. You can end up listening to a bunch of things, pick whatever level is right for you. And then away you go with a ton of podcasts. But with all that said and done, let's get on with this. This is Hansel and Chewbacca, and I really do like this book. It just this this issue ended up kind of forcing some things through, and that's kind of why I thought that me and Matt were thinking it was a miniseries because it seems like some things were not let you know they didn't breathe. They ended up being forced. You had some weird issues with guns doing weird things and stuff like that. But without any further ado, let's go off to me and Matt talking about just that. And I'm here with Matt, as always. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And we're going to be doing Han Solo and Chewbacca number three, a-, a series that we, I don't know, we like it enough because it's Han and Chewie, while yeah. we don't get much Chewie. We really don't. No. We don't as well. Again, in this one, Chewie is just the voice of reason. And really, Mark Guggenheim's playing off the idea that Chewie goes, and then Han, I don't want to talk about that, like stuff like that. Uh-huh. That usually is pretty fun. But in this story, it's more about Han and his father, maybe, I guess. I mean, we keep waiting for this guy to turn and be bad and say, ha ha. 
But at the end, I don't even know if he's alive. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to have Black K kill Han's dad. There's a little spoiler because Black K shows up in this. The archivist shows up in this. Kira shows up in this. It's starting <laughs> to get a little hairy. A little, a lot of people <laughs> involved, but nobody really reacting to the people involved. You had a big problem because it looks like Han sees Kira and doesn't even recognize her, though. It looks like it's from the back, but who yeah. knows? Yeah. But this is Han Sol Chewbacca, number three, The Crystal Run, part three, written by Mark Guggenheim, art by David Messina, colors by Alex Sinclair, letters by GC Joe Carmagna. It is a golden age of criminal enterprise with the evil galactic empire preoccupied with bringing the galaxy under its thumb. Scoundrels and thieves are free to ply their illegal trade with abandon. Vile gangster Jabba the Hutt has hired Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Greedo to steal an urn containing the ashes of his arch rival. With the help of the man claiming to be his father, Han, along with Greedo, broke into the home of the urn's owner, only to discover the item wasn't there. Now Han and his cohorts are trapped with security guards closing in. And again, I just thought that, well, the urn, we thought the urn was actually outside of that big giant vault and it was mm-hmm. on a table. That doesn't seem to be the case. No. But the big player is, oh, no, the urn isn't here. Yeah, Greedo, you got us bad intel. I think it was also more, uh, you know, Jabba, but it's not bad intel. It just isn't there now, we find out. But you end up having the security trying to bust into this penthouse apartment while they're trying to get out. And you have these weird plays. And you said, I know that it's Han and Chewbacca, mainly Han, this book. But it doesn't mean that Han has to be the be-all, end-all of everything that goes on in it. He's a MacGyver, everything. I mean, he- Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't even give anybody, like, and I'm talking even Mark Guggenheim, not even just Han, but nobody else could have a plan. Nobody else could do something. And even when somebody messes up, Han's able to turn that into, oh, I'll do it this way. Like, yeah. You tried it, but now I will, and it'll succeed almost like that. But it is kind of a weird play as you're there and they're complaining, oh, my God, what happened? This urn's not here. You end up having the security trying to break in. They play the thing that Greedo looks like he's going to shoot on and his dad. Yeah, absolutely does. You end up and I thought, what is he talking about? Because they're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? Hans says, and that's Hans dad. Hans says, I'm working on it. Dad says, here we go. (laughs) And then you end up. Have Greedo say, well, you're busy doing that. Actually, I'm going to do what I want to do and blast the window. But the window is reinforced and it ends up. It's like down in the garbage compactor in the Death Star where Han actually shoots and it ricochets all over the place and they yell and whatnot because it ends up almost like killing them from that ricochet. And Mm -hmm. then Han's like, listen, you can't do that. You're going to get us killed. But I have a plan. I, and these plans, I like him, you know, coming up with things. He's a smuggler, he's smart, whatever. It just ends up these plans are like long and, and they're not that exciting because he calls the same security department. He calls their like medevac place and says, oh, we have somebody in trouble up here in the penthouse. Can you come and get us? And by the way, the stairs and the elevators, they don't work. So you're going to have to get a ship to come in to the then window. they have to blast the window it's like this weird play and mm-hmm. the one play of this is that makes no. his dad says what if these guys it's the same company what if these guys you know talk to each other or they know this alert he's like i'm hoping that's not the case that's it that's how the play goes you're assuming the locust guards don't talk to each other and then han goes no i'm hoping they don't talk to each other 
Well, what's the difference, dude? Assuming, hoping, it's all yeah, the same I stuff. Know, he's just saying that he's hopeful. I mean, and the play is, is that they aren't actually guards coming, and I guess he's hoping that an alarm didn't go up. It's just... <laughs> he has to blast out these windows that you can't blast out. So then he gets, he, you know, he gets a plasma, plasma cutter, cutter rifle. He finds that like out of nowhere. He gets I don't it. know why this doesn't deflect. I mean, you end up still having that plasma deal as yeah, the true. other guards are opening the, the front door, which is just a regular door, because that's the one thing Greedo actually comes through because they said, why aren't they able to, you know, just come in? It's their security. They would know. And he's like, oh, I scrambled. You know, the entry code, things like that. But mm-hmm. it's still, it seems like there'd be a fail safe. There's a lot of things that just don't really compute here for them to have this. Now, in the meantime, when you end up and I'm like, what is he doing over there? It looks like he's at a device that looks like a, like a TRS, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. computer with like two uh, i don't like know cassette tapes track things cassette tapes or eight tracks yeah and he's like beep boop boop oh we're <laughs> good and somehow he's able to and somebody's just computer right there in a penthouse on a planet he's able to just type two buttons and find out where this guy sold the urn he actually that's why it's not there it was sold why would this come out with actual planetary you know, maps and things like yeah, that. Star maps. Somebody like me, like I go, boop, boop, boop. like if I came and you sold something <laughs> on eBay and I came to your house right now and looked at the computer. Yeah. Maybe I could find an email that, but I'm not going to find anything like that in two seconds, especially no something like this. Everything is forced. I like some of this, like some of the things are funny when you end up where we did see where Han yells, Hey, Chewy, don't worry about that speeder. Uh, we need a ship. And Chewie is so pissed because he had to beat up all those guys to get yeah, that last speeder. issue. Yeah. And he's like, mmm. he's like, I know it, <laughs> it was hard to get it, but we don't need it now. Come on. And look at him just cruising around town, picking up the ladies. I yeah. Think. Convertible. But he's like, oh, my God, you know, I was having a bad day, but now it's better because I found out of nowhere this planetary deal that comes up with actually a holographic map. Uh, but he ends up going and saying, OK, we're going to do all this, the electro lock. We're going to bust out the window. They're going to come to get us with this emergency. Oh, my God. And they don't even mention it. I wish that they would have mentioned the name because this guy is a big deal. He just says, yeah, that, that guy in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This And these guys, I feel bad for them. They seem very nice. Like, they come in a crashed window. They're very concerned. You know, yuck yucks here. And, <laughs> oh, man, they're in that room. And they don't even, like, bat an eye. They want to save some. Okay, we'll go in there. And they, the Han is <laughs> pops. And Greedo get on this you know medical ship it's pretty much you know a spaceship kind of uh ambulance they get in there is a guy who is riding there's a pilot and he's like oh sorry about that and i it's like i'm sorry to stun you and i'm like oh geez so you end up he, he shoots him with the plasma cutter how does that thing have a stun feature it is the same yeah well, what, what kind of plasma cutter is this <laughs> Yeah, there's some weird things in this. There really are, like, and I think that things are a little forced to get the progression, to get going. Things There's not enough room, especially because you want to introduce a bunch of these characters in this issue. There's not enough room to make it that logical. Okay, Han figures this out, goes into a room, hits a computer, finds out where the urn is. They get out of there and stun him with a plasma cutter. Well, I, I think it kind of makes sense because the guy just drives off. So these two dudes that are left behind just think that the other guy left them. So they're I, I love it, though. It's like, hey, weren't they supposed to wait for us? It's funny. Like, what do they think that 
he's going to do then because it is an ambulance. <laughs> there was also they come out. The best thing is, again, you want to make the plasma cutter. That's the craziest. And I didn't even see that until you just that's said nuts, it. Yeah. I, it. Well, it's the, you know, Swiss Army plasma cutter. It can do everything. <laughs> it's also a Ginsu knife. You also, when these guys come out, never mentioning there's nobody in that room. Like, hey, buddy, the guy in there, he's having a heart attack. <laughs> he, he doesn't have time because remember, they, they're like, okay, what's going on? Listen, we don't have time for the story. The guy in there's dying. They run into the room. There's nobody there. And then they come out and go, hey, I guess they weren't waiting for us. Where is the, hey, what's going on? There was nobody there. Yeah. Well, we're duped. Also, at that point, the other security guards are plasma cutting the front door. They don't notice that either. And we saw it. He ended up that was right in the room. And you see the red going around. Yeah, they were like 80% done. They would be out of there. They were yelling at the point. Let us like, what is going on? Like this scene is very odd, right? So then they do. I love too, where they still did need Chewie and the speeder because he's going to get them, you know, to the ship. So he ends up picking them up and they're zipping around. I don't know if I'm in a speeder that looks like it's going that fast, that I'm going to be sitting on a little stool. In the back, it actually reminds me if they are smart, be funny reveal that this would be canon now that all the boots have that hole in it that they used to have for like R2D2. So you mm-hmm. can jam them into that peg on the on the <laughs> land speed. I can actually pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, they've that's it. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that hole there was actually because that's what they do in that. But yeah, they're just sitting there. Look at these it's guys. It's like those seats uh, in those old station wagons, those like jump seats or whatever that were in the back. <laughs> I'm telling you. The way that they are, it even looks weirder. It's so weird. Like, they're just sitting there, you know, like playing cards or something. But that the speeder's <laughs> going fast. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, so, with all this, they're talking about, you know, where they're going to go, what's going to happen, all that stuff. And Greedo, maybe this will play out. Because one of the things, too, just as an aside, remember that there's this Texas Ranger going after them at, at oh, the yeah. one what point? Oh, yeah, what happened to that guy? What happened to that guy? And that's the only reason I think that Greedo says they saw our faces. But you know, it's like, what does that matter? Like, really? Uh, but yeah, what, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on with that guy? We don't have that many issues left to get to that stuff. But you end up where, hey, it doesn't matter. You know, we better. But Greedo says we better get off Corellia. And he's like, yeah, no kidding. We better get off there. So with that, you end up having Han and his dad have a nice little moment where Han's like, hey, I want you to see. You know, the Millennium Falcon, he likes it. He says, I might even have a part of making this. I like mm-hmm. the idea that Han does not say, well, I kind of want it. Now. You know, <laughs> gambling, it True. seems like it's not as impressive as like, yeah, I, I saved up my money and did this. But <laughs> they're there going and he's pushing buttons and stuff. I'd like it if all of a sudden stuff wasn't going down. Now, with that, with the couple issues left, I'm wondering now, I don't know how or what because of the end of this issue, but. It seemed to me when he said, oh, man, you know, I had I, I might have had my hand in making this. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. I thought, OK, this is going to be the one because the Millennium Falcon's always it's a hunk of crap. It's always breaking down. I love it. And people love it because it's like that. It's not. Yeah. I wonder if he's either going to upgrade things that we'll see like, oh, that's why they could do that later. Or if he's just going to be at the last second, they're going to be in real big trouble. He's going to be able to fix it. Because he was a mechanic for them on them, right? Yeah. I would think that that might be why they even just say that. We'll see. Uh, and and again, if it is one of those things, I don't know what you can say. Like an upgrade would be and like, oh, that's why that happened. Because, you know, it's just the Millennium Falcon and what it does. But they end up 
They're blasting off. Greedo's not there. Like, hey, where's that Greedo guy? And Han <laughs> just sent him off to get a spanner wrench. And now they ditched him. They ditched him on a planet. And again, you want to know what I think is going to happen is the old Texas Ranger, you know, Space Ranger is going to come yeah. and get Greedo. And Greedo's going to sell out Han, Chewie, and all of them. Because he to. ends up, just that idea. We got to get off Corellia. And they saw her face. Greedo is left there with nothing. And they just go. So we'll see how that goes because it all led to Antillian. And we'll have to figure out like what this is. We, we find out what's going on. But again, you have this really rich guy have this urn with the ashes of Jabba the Hutt's arch rival. And it's worth millions of credits. And he sells it to somebody on this backwater planet. And they're like, this doesn't make sense. They, those people there, nobody has that money, whatnot. And so when we get there, it makes sense who gets it. But I still don't understand the you know roundabout way of how this is going. Because what it is, it's, it's the archivist yep. from the Crimson Dawn. Kira is there with her. But is this a, a dupe? Where is this the first recruitment of her? Why is she there? still with that with something that's worth a million or so credits and i just don't get it because if you're just collecting things like she would but this seems before that i I well they had that tie-in issue with her and that crimson rain and i think if you if we read that again it might play into this a little bit but she was there but why is she like now at this point you're still there but why are you able to afford to buy something worth a million credits and not yeah because she was like a disgraced teacher or something yeah. You know, she seems to be part of Crimson Dawn or Crimson Dawn's, you know, just recruiting her or whatnot. But yeah. I, that connection of her getting this really like it'd be better for me if they said, oh, before we got here, it was stolen. And hey, we can track it. Oh, this guy like you could do that as easy as saying, oh, my God, the people didn't realize they stole it. But that guy had a tracker on it because you would put a tracker on something that's worth that much. We'll oh, go yeah. chase it. And then maybe find this, but I, it just doesn't connect with me. The idea of the archivist yeah, here agree. having all that money, but still running this little shot. Like, is that their front? But I didn't think that the it's weird. But what mm-hmm. happens is it's just to connect it. And you still like in this, you're not getting any sort of deal of thinking Han's dad is lying anymore. Maybe that'll be the reason because you're kind of trying to get everybody to kind of accept them. Everything's like kind of normal. You know, kind of like, the, you know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. like he's not like, man, you got to take no, me here. I got to figure out this. He's just his facial expressions are normal. What he's saying is normal. Nothing weird. Yeah, the, and he's asking Han normal, quite like nothing yeah. seems suspicious. I mean, no. even at the point he's upset that Greedo got left behind and Han says, oh, well, it's better. Now we only have three people to pay, not four. That's and true. Uh, almost there with, you know, there's where Han's, you know, fully trusting him. But. It's not like what happens here, because what happens is Han goes up to the stall. This is just a a regular, you know, side alley stall. And we see it's the archivist. And Mm -hmm. he's like trying to negotiate. I go in. I like to negotiate first before we get, you know, fancy. And there's a good line. His dad's like, well, how many times did that work? And he said, I'll tell you the first time it does, because it doesn't work. But he's going to try it. He can get the lay of the land. And he goes and he talks to the archivist and like, hey, you know, I, I'm looking for something that Augustus Graves might have, you know, sold you. Maybe you can do this, whatever. And she's like, ah, I don't know what you're talking about. But then he goes too far because Han's like, hey, how about I give you 50 credits to jog your memory? And with what's going on and the amount of money that earn and whatnot, this would be like a cop pulls me over. 
And it's like, hey, you were speeding. I'm like, maybe this nickel says different. Yeah, nickel or a How penny. about this nickel and a dime? Yeah. Maybe you like the uh, the one five, as I call it. And I laugh because she says, this thing is worth 20,000 times that. But now reveals she had it. I think that I think she's too smart. She should just like, no, I don't have it because she's denying it. I don't know what you're talking about. And then yeah. tells, this is what Han wanted. It's all Han needed to know. She has it. We're going to go. And then comes in and, again, the scoundrel Han, this is early Han, whatever. Boy, he does not care about anybody until one little point that he does. But Greedo left on the deal. But it's Greedo, so nobody would care. But here's mm-hmm. this woman. He doesn't know anything about her. And if he ever looked into it at this point, like you said, disgraced. He, I mean, she has a sad story getting up to this. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go over to them stormtroopers. And say, and even then, the stormtroopers. What is it? Is this like that hotline that you just? Hey, I hear contraband over there, and they're like, "We got them," and they go and start roughing people up. But I guess they're bored. But yeah, he goes over, and they say, "Well, why? Why'd you do that? Why did you get?" And this is his dad, and you know, why did you do that? Why did you get the stormtroopers to go rough her up? And he's like, "Listen, I don't like stunning people, and shit. You just did. You just stunned that poor ambulance driver who had nothing." to do with anything yep. that is just just imagine that is that i call up an ambulance i call 911 is what they did the ambulance driver comes and i stun his ass just because i want to drive away with the ambulance it's nonsense <laughs> the, the, the archivist he knows that it's, she's not on the up and up stun her ass and get the thing just get out yeah, of there then it's better than being a rat is what he basically is right now just ratting on people i don't like stunning people if i can help it right no, no, yeah. what I like to do is get stormtroopers or have real itchy trigger fingers to go over there. Hey, what they do is what they do. I'm looking the other way. He might have gotten her killed. Yeah, he put he a hit out those on stormtroopers her. killed. They're dead. Yeah, they're, yeah they, they're dead too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And so you end up where they're watching. And this is where I say I think definitely that Kira and the archivist did it now that I see the progression. They're watching from up above the alley. And then, you know, through the binoculars, Hans there, and you have that zoom, zoom, like a boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's going on? I don't know. And then you see the archivist and Kira uh, uh, sauntering about. That's the other <laughs> thing that made me laugh. It's like, they're not even like, they're not running. Yeah, leisure pace. I mean, yeah, they're like, hmm, follow me. <laughs> and then you're walking the same way. I mean, look at them. <laughs> they're not even together. They're like back. And then a ship just blasts off from nowhere. I don't know where that ship was, but that blast off. Up oh, looks like. They're gone. With that, why isn't the, and I think that there's a problem when uh, somebody's writing some things, that they, when they write it, they know what's going to happen, so they don't have something, you know, dialogue or whatever, because damn well, that ship blasts off, and I'm like, we better go follow that ship. There's no way they left without, you know, the urn. There's no way they left behind a, a million credit thing, which you saw. The archivist, Sonnet, she knew how much it was worth. If mm-hmm. she didn't know, if she's like, oh, you know, maybe Han walks away and then Kira's in the back and she goes, man, what do they want with this urn? I thought it was just a piece of junk. But no, we already know that she bought it for a ton of money, knows how much it's worth and seems to leave it behind. We'll see how it plays. Well, but- they, they, I mean, they killed, they killed the stormtroopers to protect it. Yeah. And know? then they left it there. I think it's a dupe. Yeah, it must be. But. A weird play, but yeah, they I like how they're just walking there. But also <laughs> that you don't get Kira from the front because Han might have recognized her. But oh man, look at them! There they go. Oh no, a ship! 
And it's a blast off. So, you know, even then I'd be like, well, what, what's going on? Like, this was a lady who looked like she was down and out in the stall. She was able to afford to buy a million credit earned. Now she has mm-hmm. a personal spaceship. I mean, seriously, what is going on here? Maybe we got to back off. Like, this seems a little deep, but you end up where it's like, all right, well, you, you get back to the Falcon, Chewy, mainly because Black Kay's showing up and we want to save that fight for later, I think. But yeah, get back to the, you know, Chewie always gets taken. He's not in this book. Not it should all. just be Han Solo and occasionally Chewie is what the name should be. Han and Solo we love Dad. Chewie. When we want to see more Chewie, especially when you get Black K. Be funny if Chewie shows up and he ends up walking in and then Black K's there with Han and he thinks he's cheating on him with another Wookiee. He gets all pissed off. <laughs> but yeah, you end up where they go into the stall in the back. Dead stormtrooper. I mean, Han legitimately led to the death of these three guys. They're stormtroopers, so whatever, but Their I mean, this is bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could have been the archivist, Kira, whatever. And they don't seem to bat an eye. It's because when you end up where, and I guess Han's, you know, he's hardened up because his dad's like, oh my God, who killed these stormtroopers? Han goes, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> That's not our problem. We didn't have to kill him then. Oh, this is great. Let's look. Let's look for an urn. You know what an urn looks like? I sure do. Well, when his dad gets it, I'm like, that don't look like an urn. It looks like a thermal detonator to me when he first picks it up. I'm like, what are you doing, dad? But he's like, I got it. And now you're waiting. This is where the big play would be. All right. Now as the guns comes out, I'm like, oh, son. (laughs) Oh, no. Nope. He hands it right to him. I mean, he doesn't stop. And you get the classic. I mean, classic console line. Nice going, pops. It's kind of funny. Doesn't mm-hmm. sound like Han, but I like that he's happy and he has his dad there. I also wish that through all of this, I wish that you had constantly, because we talked about Chewy. I wish that we had a little asides where Chewie's like, no, no, I'm sure it's my dad. Like yeah. Chewie is suspicious. Like Super Chewie suspicious. would be the one, right? Because I think he would be. And also it's probably jealous. But you end up where, all right, now let's get out of here before. And the funny play is here too. If you would have told me, Oh, my God, the reason why Kira and Sana, they left real quick, which they didn't. You saw them walking, but is that, oh, my God, everything's all crazy and they're going to come here. We're going to get people. But they're just hanging out. You know, you could tell me maybe they knew something where there was some weird things because it looks like we get Black K here. Was Mm -hmm. he on? Is he looking for them? Is he looking for the urn? What's going on with this? Because in that, all of a sudden he says, let's get Han says, let's get out of here before. His dad, boom, gets shot from behind. Han turns and says, before something like that happens, that's not a real loving thing to say. With It looks like your dad might be dead after just yelling, nice going, Pops. Very I mean, true. if I turn around and say, hey, we got to get out of here before, boom. Oh, my God, Dad, are you okay? Something, because he turns around before something like that happens. Why can't anything ever be easy? That that's not really something you say when you're you're dead. Maybe we're finding out at this point that Han uh, knows that it's not his dad. So why isn't he reacting to anything but that it's? He had to have heard him getting shot. And yeah, like, and he turns around. He's got to be on the floor. Yeah, he's got to be right there at his feet, but on fire. Black, at least. Black K standing in front of him, though. I guess I don't know. I, I don't know because he shoots him from behind, and Han turns right around. And you had to have seen something and heard the blast. And his dad looks like he's yelling out. You don't have a, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't think that it's a silent yell after getting shot. No, it says, "Womb." Yeah, that, I think that that's the, you know, I don't even know what. 
but he's got his <laughs> mouth open like he's screaming. And if I got shot in the back or something blew up right behind me, I would definitely be screaming. And he just is more concerned with Black K. And if you look, I can't even see. I thought that that was his dad's leg, but you can't see even in that last year where Black K picks him up. You would see a big shadow or Black K standing over him. Yeah, yeah. So That's it. I, I Chokes him know. out. Yeah, I'm saying like the last page, I thought maybe you'd see his dad laying on the ground, but you don't really see oh, yeah. anything but a bunch of no. crap. Are those his legs down there at the bottom? I thought it was, but then it doesn't really look like it might be, but isn't? I, I don't know. I can't tell what that yeah, is. Yeah, I think those are his legs. He changed his outfit to some weird boots and But it's weird knee pads. if he did, like, I didn't think they were walking through a pile of junk at that point. You know, I know that they're <laughs> there. And even then, I don't even know the progression because at one point you have where his dad and Han switch positions because they're there with the dad with the back to the wall. And then all of a sudden, the next panel, Han's walking around and the dad's now behind him facing his back to the to the door. That's where he yeah. gets blasted from. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just Han with no reaction to his dad. And we'll have to see what Black K is up to, what he wants in the next, you know, the next issue. It does look like Chewbacca. <laughs> it's funny. It looks like they're being surprised again by Black K on the cover. But it's kind of a cool cover to have Han, Chewie and Black K there. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But. It's a scary dude, that black K. Yeah, he is. He's huge. Overall, though, I mean, you do force some things. Some of the things are kind of funny, but you're really forcing things to go forward just to then say, oh, my God, look, Kira. Oh, my God, look, the archivist. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. And and so what's weird about this, just in an aside, you would wonder what's going to happen if, like, why didn't they take the urn, Sana and Kira? Because Han can't go and find Kira. If he goes right now and goes to get that urn and gets it, the jig is up. I mean, mm-hmm. he can't expose that yet in this time frame. So what they do is just leave it behind and leave. I mean, what would they do? What was the plan of this whole, you know, little stand? You had a million credit deal and then, oh, no, stormtroopers were out of here. <laughs> they just pick up and go. I, it just doesn't make much sense. Very to me. Maybe maybe that one issue would explain a little more. It still doesn't explain why. You wouldn't grab that and take it to sell it at least or or have it. She must have wanted it desperately for some reason, being the mm-hmm. archivist, being all that. Why? Why why isn't she? Maybe by the end they come and swipe it back. I don't know what to say. I don't know. There's a I don't lot think of, we've seen the last of them. I think they'll be back. Very quick read. You get some yeah, it's on okay. and I want to know if his dad's the deal. So my my score isn't as negative as maybe we think. It's it's hard not to pick apart some of this progression. Like you said, when you have in the middle of this a you know plasma rifle deal that also can set the stun i mean this that's that's weird yeah that's that is pretty- that's kind of a weird deal and i think the play was just like you know and then hit him with the the stun not even putting together that he had the plasma rifle there and and when you set it you look at the panel when the when the ambulance drivers and the people come he mm-hmm. still got that in his hand he didn't change weapons or anything so very odd but with that eh, what would you give it uh, uh, seven. Yeah, I think I'm a seven too. Yeah, I mean a seven also. I'm not it's... not going a little positive like with Hollywood. <laughs> uh, because yeah, here's the thing. It's okay, with with us picking it apart, I still like getting something with Han, which we can't get in the normal run of the yeah. comics because he's in Carbonite. So I do like that. And after all this is said and done, if it is his dad, that was kind of cool. We got mm-hmm. to see that. You know, you're you're starting to expand things in this new you know expanded universe also 
if they I don't want them to run into Sana and Kira again. And and I thought it was forced here, but afterwards we could go, that was kind of cool. He almost ran into Kira. You know, once we're all said and done and everything's going, it's a nice little caper he's trying yeah. to do. He's trying to get that money for Jabba. This might also get to be the expanded deal of that tab that he's running with Jabba at the end. Maybe he has the thing and he has to give it up to save his dad and then says to Jabba, I gave it up. That's why Jabba's always mad. You're always dropping your car. Like things like that might play out and be like, okay, that's kind of cool. We saw that in the deal. And it just feels like one of those old, I mean, you did have a lot of comics back in the day before, you know, Marvel even took over the Star Wars stuff where we would have these little, you know, heist things. And, oh, here's the tales of the bounty hunter and here's this. And yep. I kind of always liked those. So this is just a side thing. And I, I got to give it not credit, but I got to give it a little lead way because this is one of those. You don't really have to read it. So we're reading it. We're having some fun, even if we're just poking fun at it and laughing. But we love Black K. One of both of our favorite characters. Yeah, I'm looking so. forward to that. And and I hope it's his dad, too. I honestly, I, I hope yeah, it I is. Yeah, I do. At this point, I do, too. It's gone on too far. And I, I just went and I, I expect him to die. But uh-huh. I end up where it would be, you know, at least he got to know him deal. a little bit. Yeah. Please don't make it so that it's like at some point Han has to kill him. So it's like Kylo later. I don't need that sort of. I don't know how yeah. that would play out anyway. But yeah, I, I just hope that it is his dad. And you got a little win for Han for a little. He got a little bit. And, and at the end, you might even have, like Chewie's there. He's like, I'm so sad, Chewie. Why did I have to find him just to lose him? I'm like, oh, you're right. I did have the time with him. It was worth it. Thanks, Chewie. Yeah. Give him a high five. <laughs> Say, where's Itchy? And like, he's like, we don't talk about that holiday special. He's like, I forgot <laughs> about that. Uh, but yeah, so that's that, everybody. So it's seven. <laughs> And uh, I hope that it ties up pretty well because I, I would love to have this be something that, hey, you want some Han Solo? Go and read that. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of on the verge. You got to get a little more, get a little tight. But with all that, please go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, and then go to our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where we have a bunch of shows, a bunch of Marvel shows. Uh, one of the things we have a weekly spotlight, and it's two books picked by the badasses that get fresh crew. Uh-uh. And this week they picked a very horrific deal of the Ghost Rider and the Carnage, two pretty much horror comics. Some oh. wacky stuff going on. <laughs> but you know, you'll have to listen to that on the spotlight. But thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt, for joining me. No problem. And we'll talk to you next week, which I believe next week, we might have the Mandalorian. Oh, that'd be cool. We'll, we'll see what that's all about. So we'll be doing that. So thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you then. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.